and everyone was rooting for him to get that scholarship. Bobby's dad wasn't around anymore, and his mom was one of the thousands who'd lost her job when the GM plant shut down. He didn't have money for a hot lunch, let alone the hefty tuition it cost to attend Immaculate Heart. Jake had a dad who owned an electronics distribution company. They lived in Crestline Hills, a gated community. His mom didn't work and never had to. Jake's two older sisters had gone to IH, and Jake would enroll next spring, paying the full freight like most of the wealthy students who went there. Jake and Bobby planned on being teammates for the next ten years, finishing up at Eastview Junior High, then four years at IH before spending their next four or five either at UT, Notre Dame, USC, or Alabama. They'd make that decision after they visited the campuses, which they also planned on doing together. Their only problem was going to be the pros. They hadn't figured out how to rig that yet, although Bobby pointed out that if they weren't drafted by the same team, they'd both be free agents after their first four years in the league. With lofty goals like that, Coach Heath's comment about Jake being just another tub of lard made him scowl as he trudged toward the locker room. As an offensive lineman, Jake didn't think he needed the maniacal intensity of a defensive player like Bobby. Jake was the biggest eighth grader he'd heard of, six feet one inch, 244 pounds, and the doctor said he wasn't finished growing. He figured that size and some pretty nimble feet should allow him to skate into the NFL but Coach Heath's burning face suggested there was something else he might need. Sorry about the fumble. Bobby laughed and smacked him on the butt halfway across the parking lot. What's wrong with you? Jake aimed a scowl at Bobby. Bobby's face fell and he shrugged. I don't know. It's football. Yeah, I guess. Jake knew Bobby had already found his fire and that it burned out of control. You want to come over and swim? My mom's grilling steaks. Bobby scratched up under his shoulder pads. I love a steak. They changed out of the sweaty practice gear and biked over to Crestline Hills, wearing shorts, t-shirts, and their purple and white Eastview football caps backward to keep them from flying off. Jake waved, and they passed through the guard gates, barely slowing down. Jake's family lived in a big brick house with towering white columns at the top of a tall hill. Jake and Bobby parked their bikes just inside the garage next to the Range Rover. Man, I can't wait to be rich. Bobby ran a finger along the Range Rover's sleek hood line. I'm getting a black one of these when I get my first round signing bonus. Money doesn't really matter. Jake looked around the garage at the gleaming cars and really believed it. Instead of going through the house, they headed straight for the pool, where the smoke from grilling steaks floated up from the outdoor cook station, making their mouths water. They changed into bathing suits in the pool house, Bobby used an extra of Jake's, and dove in. They splashed over to the waterfall and let the water pound their heads, laughing as it sent them plummeting down. At the basketball hoop near the shallow end, they began a game of one-on-one. Jake had an outside shot, but the rebounds and the inside game all belonged to Bobby. After a missed three-pointer, Jake and Bobby both dove for the ball. Jake got his hands on it first, but Bobby tore it loose like a pit bull on a bone, swinging elbows and hair until Jake felt a sharp pain in his nose and let go. Ha! Bobby turned and dunked one home. Jake stood holding his nose. He held up his hand for Bobby to see the wash of blood. Dude, 
I'm sorry. Wow, man, did I do that? No, I threw my face into your elbow to teach you a lesson. Of course you did it. Yeah, man, sorry. Jake turned away, sulking. Bobby put a hand on his back. Come on, dude. You know I love you. That's weird. Don't go soft on me. You know what I mean. They both laughed. Jake's nose shut down, and they didn't get out until Jake's mom called to them from the screened-in porch above. They dried off quickly and raced up the steps past Rosalita with a platter of steaks, nearly knocking her down. She scolded them in Spanish. They sat at the table with eager looks. Jake's mom greeted them and sat sipping a glass of white wine and looking nervously into the kitchen until Jake's dad swept out onto the deck, loosened his tie, and tossed his suit coat over the back of his chair.